Warner Brothers released the first trailer for Space Jam, A New Legacy. So, of course, you realize this means podcast. Are you ready, eager young space cadets? Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. With me today is a wonderful friend, and you may know her from episode one of the podcast, Please welcome back, Joelle Monique. It's a day one return for Joelle Monique. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm excited to talk about what is like maybe the biggest Looney Tunes news in ever. It's, yeah. it's a freaking movie. It's coming back. It's Space Jams. There's already so much internet controversy over what is essentially just two trailers and a couple posters, right? So much controversy. It's crazy. And you are now a producer on one of the most popular podcasts at iHeartRadio, but also in the world, uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends with Zach Braff and Donald Faison. And Donald Faison is going to be uh, the professor in the... Yeah. CW Powerpuff Girls, right? He really, truly is. He's in Atlanta working now. We've talked about it on the podcast a little bit. We've talked behind the scenes a little bit, but I can't reveal any of that information yet. Um, I'm really excited for it. I saw some of the stills of the girls and their costumes the other day. They look killer. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun adaptation. I can't wait to see what I, I've read a portion of the script because a friend of mine auditioned for the role uh, or one of those roles. Uh, not Donald and I was and it it's a fun script so I'm excited to see a finished product awesome yeah me too and I have a lot of faith in that show I think it's a really fun idea to adapt these Cartoon Network shows and bring them to live action are we gonna see Dexter's Lab and Johnny Bravo like what is happening uh, over I feel there? like Dexter's Lab is different because Dexter's Lab is so influenced by Genji Tartakovsky and his work is so um it lives in like silences. And I think that oh, that's yeah. hard to translate to. And also you like a Dexter's older than like fifth grade. It's a bust for me. Like Dexter <laughs> in high school. Boo. I don't want to see sexy Dexter. You know, I don't want to see Dexter making out with anybody. Uh, no, no. I kind of want to see what a real, I would prefer a DD spinoff. Ooh, <laughs> it would was be DD show. DD's and it's just chaos and very pink. Yeah. Yes, yes. And what it is, is she's into that hip hop ballet of the early aughts. <laughs> and she's really trying to break it. They could come back 20 years later uh, on the CW. I love it. That would be amazing. So yes, keep doing what you're doing, CW. We, we like it. <laughs> Absolutely. A thousand percent. We love it. Yes. And that brings us to why we are here today, which is our all out Space Jam podcast like this episode could not be about anything else we are going to dive deep into space jam with a brief look at our history for the franchise which i went over a little bit with dan romanelli and if you go back and watch that you can get some behind the scenes workings of how it came to be we're not going to touch on those per se but we're we're going to do a brief overview 
And then we're gonna get into LeBron coming into the picture and then building up to this trailer, which just dropped last week. And the trailer is breaking internet records. I believe it had more downloads than any other trailer in a given 24 hour period. And that is huge. What? Yeah, I'm excited. The children are ready. The children are ready. I'm ready. I'm an adult and I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. So Space Jam was a marketing dream where you brought together Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan on a fictional court where both of them could exist. And they were selling Nike shoes and they were called Air Jordans, but in the, in the, TV spot. They were called Hair Jordans. <laughs> and this premiered at the Super Bowl, the 26th Super Bowl. And this ad was like gangbusters for Whoa. them. And they lo they love the the idea of putting these two together. And it transitioned into let's do more. And in the second one, Marvin the Martian is introduced. Bugs and Michael Jordan take on a bunch of aliens, those, those aliens that, you know, he waters to make them grow. And that was also successful. So the studio looked at it as an opportunity to cash in on just a big commercial. And it worked because the film was made for roughly $80 million. And back then that was, uh, that was roughly like 130 mil this, uh, you know, in today's climate. That makes sense. Yeah. A, a sizable chunk, but not breaking the bank for a studio. Exactly. Exactly. And it made $250 million That's back then. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> Listen, I'm watching, I forgot about this commercial. Hey, Jordan. And, hey, Jordan. What'd you expect? Yeah, my fun? So I decided to bring mm. it up. I'm watching it on silent it is first of all pure looney tunes comedy gold like there's a a wedgie pullback of the pants dramatic shot which is great uh and Bugs Jordan, puts a ball in in, the, in his shorts and it just shoots at him and knocks him out yeah he dunks an anvil and squashes a player uh yes. bugs does appear in drag and mm -hmm. porky pig is in his little you know uh I guess that's supposed, is that supposed to be the water tower? Is that what he's popping out of when Porky Pig hops out of the logo? Yes, I think in that commercial, it's the water tower. Yeah. And so then there's uh, Jordan also in the black void hole thing with Porky. <laughs> it is pretty classic Looney Tunes. And you can see so much of like what becomes Space Jam later. This could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. That's all, folks. That's my line. Um, yeah. A lot of the same visual gags are pulled. It's pretty. It's a funny commercial if you haven't seen it. Yeah, highly recommend going back and watching those. <laughs> They're on YouTube, as Joel mentioned. It's so cute. So, yeah, he's having fun with the Looney Tunes characters, and I think that is a brand that he grew up with, and like he had a sense of nostalgia with. And so whenever they paired the two, it was a match made in heaven. And then it was a match made in box office heaven for Warner Brothers. And after the first film, they went back to Michael and asked if he wanted to do a sequel. And he said, I'm not really interested in acting anymore. I'm going to go back and do more basketball. Sure. They let him do that. And there were, there were a few projects that didn't get off the ground that could have been a Space Jam 2 or like that. I won't get into all those. Some of them 
had references made to them in Looney Tunes Back in Action, which was the Joe Dante film from 2003. Mm -hmm. And that was the next time we saw Looney Tunes on the big screen. I've already done a whole podcast about that movie. (laughs) So if you want to go back and listen to that, be my guest. And uh, we talk about some of those failed projects. Uh, One of them was with Dale Earnhardt, who makes an appearance in Back in Action. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, it would have been a NASCAR. (laughs) Not only would that have been cool because of the NASCAR-like speed gags that Looney Tunes could have done, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. was one of those people that transcended his medium, right? Like, you, if you weren't alive in, like, 98 to, like, 06, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was popular, like, amongst the entire Black population. Not necessarily as, like, a figurehead, but his jacket was popular. Like, people wore that uh he was just breaking records and people loved him so yeah I, and he if i remember correctly dale Earnhardt jr has a lot of personality like he might have been a good follow-up to jordan just from a i connect to the children and i can mostly pull a joke sort of athlete he had a lot of personality yeah absolutely and another one was with jackie chan and it would have been a rip-roaring adventure oh well <laughs> around the world kind of thing yeah, I mean that would have been boss. Ugh, yeah, bummer. <laughs> it would have been. But thanks to Trainwreck, the Judd Apatow produced film, which brought in LeBron in a very small but comedic role where he played himself, he got interested in acting, and he was approached by Warner Brothers if he wanted to reinvigorate the the Space Jam franchise, and he took some time to think about it, came back and said yes. And that is how we get Space Jam a new legacy. Basketball camp is next weekend. You got amazing potential on the court and I can help you get there. That's not what I want, Dad. You never let me do what I want to do. You never let me just do me. Hold up, wrong floor. That Will Smith ain't got to deal with this. With Ryan Coogler producing from Black Panther and Fruitvale Station, and he's he's a phenomenal filmmaker, the Creed films with Michael B. Jordan. And I just, I have a lot of faith in this project, and I know that there's a lot of love going into it. So I'm excited on that level. Uh, what do you think about the team behind the camera? I mean, listen, Ryan Coogler doesn't have a flop yet. There's not a Ryan Coogler movie that's like, I don't know. I kind of like, like you just love all of the, you have to, it's, it's, he did Fruitville station. It was amazing. Then he did Creed. Yeah. That was amazing. And then black Panther, it doesn't need words to no. describe it. You saw it and it was perfect. Um, so that <laughs> obviously that gets me really hyped. Now I have a whole spiel I have to do about LeBron. Okay. LeBron may be one of the greatest human athletes, not even just athletes, but like humans, like both at the same time yeah. on earth. That's not negotiable. He built a school in his neighborhood and they got bikes for all the kids in the school so they could come to school and be safe and exercise. What an awesome human. On top of that, he likes stands up for Black Lives Matter. He doesn't take shit from people who tell him he should just play sports. Like a dope, phenomenal human being. But if I go all the way back to my Chicago roots, there was a time before he signed up with Miami that he could have come to Chicago. The Bulls sent him an empty box uh, of the Air Jordans. 
I was like, are you ready to fill these shoes? Like, oh, wow. They were coming for him. And when I tell you the night of the announcement, if you don't know, when LeBron was leaving Ohio the first time, there was like a big to do about like, where will he go? And they broadcast it on the news at night. He got like a full hour and a half to reveal which team he was going to and what did a whole interview, like a recap of his career. That is how big LeBron James was. And we thought for sure, when I say we, I meant my household. I don't know what other people thought, but me, my father, my mother, and my brother were really <laughs> hoping that he was going to come to Chicago, be the next Michael Jordan, and lead us to a new era of greatness. And you have to remember, like, and Jordan at this time has only been gone for, like, I want to say seven years. It's not that long. And so we were like, but but seven years feels like a long time to not be winning. So we were like, yeah, we we're like, he's going to cover up like the greatest team ever. It's going to be so good. And then this dude said Miami. And we were he didn't even say Miami. He said South Beach, which offended a lot of people unnecessarily because who cares? But like South Beach, like that's the party city, whereas Miami is the actual city where they, we were like South Beach. Yes. That's not where real people go to play basketball. Now, at this point, I think um, Shaq had already won a couple of trophies down there. So, again. We were just really upset that he wasn't coming to Chicago. So then I had to have a long hate of LeBron James. I was like, this dude just wanted to be like the Yankees. He's just buying championships. Yes. So I, oh, <laughs> oh, I was so I was so angry. And then there was also the talk of like, oh, he's the greatest to ever do it. And listen, again, coming from Chicago, we don't like hearing that talk. Okay. Because Jordan, period. You could be second greatest. You could you could be in the same ballpark, but you could not beat Jordan. Oh no! Oh no! Now this is all hometown pride. It's a lot of BS. Obviously, it's really exciting that LeBron James decided to not only just like reinvigorate this, but the fact that he's so passionate about it. Yes. I love seeing like when they were filming. If you're on social media and you follow like behind the scenes movie stuff. They released a lot of footage of like the camp that the studio basically set up for him so he wouldn't get out of basketball shape while he was filming. And he had a lot of his friends come through when they had like little dunk competitions. And I'm like, that's definitely the kind of like fun energy you want around a film franchise like this. Like you want a whole bunch of basketball players at their prime being a little bit goofy and open to the kids who like really champion basketball. So I, I'm excited that LeBron's coming, even if I'm still a little bit of a Chicago hater and are like, you could have come to the Bulls and you didn't. Yeah, of course. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm really glad that there's that sense of fun and that huge energy around the set. I, I think that will translate really well on screen for sure. I also wanted to pinpoint his activism because he has supported a lot of nonprofits, including After School All-Stars, the Boys and Girls Club of America, mm -hmm. and Children's Defense Fund. And he also has his own uh, foundation, which is the LeBron's Family Foundation. And he's wearing his I Promise wristband in the trailer, uh, you know, showing support for the uh, Akron Public Schools and you know, the I Promise School. So like, it's a, it's a big deal that LeBron is bringing this awareness into the franchise for a mass audience. And I think that's a really good thing. And I know the foundation is um, promoting the, the brand, uh, the wristband that he's wearing. Mm -hmm. And so like, you can actually get one for yourself, Yay! which is really cool. Support local schools always. And to add to the comparison, which should not be uh, an end-all be-all conversation between the two, but it's inevitable. What I found really fun was that LeBron won his 
fourth NBA championship right before this film will come out. And Michael Jordan won his fifth or sixth uh, NBA championship before his Space Jam movie came out. So they both won an NBA championship before their respective Looney Tunes merger came out, which is really fun and something that connects the two in a really fun way. Yeah, definitely. And if you think about all of the ways that um, the hype sort of like there are full blown parades when you win a championship. I mean, kids are collecting special jerseys. Like, There's a lot of like pop and circumstance around that victory. And I think that sort of just adds to the legacy even more so maybe than the win. Like I remember watching the Bulls victory parades back in the day. So yeah, I'm I, I love he listen, he's one of the winningest men in sports right now. Uh, I've already, we've seen like little clips and things here and there of what is to come. I think we've got a good movie on our hands. I'm, I'm hoping Space Jam 2 is is as incredible as we've all built it up to be. Yeah, no, for sure. When speaking of this potentially great movie, we had a teaser drop for the film on the week of the trailer. And it was an announcement teaser that literally dropped a trailer, like a mobile wagon on top of Wile E. Coyote in the desert and then Roadrunner shows up holding a sign that says trailer drops on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) This was all 2D animated and it looks amazing. Like this is like Disney quality in Warner Brothers lexicon. Like it's crazy. The character design work is on point and the character like just the mannerisms and the comedy the comedy timing is there. So I think the 2D animation is in really good hands. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I Everything I've seen from the trailers, I was like, this is beautiful. I mean, glossy levels of beautiful. Yes. Uh, I think they understand the level of love, again, not just for this franchise, not just for Looney Tunes in general, but like very specifically for these characters. You know, like Lola Bunny coming back to screen is a scream. I liked her best in the, oh crap, I'm in the 2015 Looney Tunes cartoon where Bugs and Daffy share the apartment. Looney Tunes show and uh, Lola Bunny in that is voiced by Kristen Wiig. Yeah. And and it's perfect. Like, I love her as a tweaked out, like, kind of psycho girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't use any correct terminology right there, but she plays like a very uptight girlfriend. And it's so funny. And it's such a different side of Lola. Lola in the movie, is in the original movie, is a very calm, collected, sexy, confident kind of bunny. And you love that. You love that too. But and she seeing, loves sports. Yeah. But seeing this other side of her was great. And I think that by bringing in Zendaya, they're going to sort of like open that floor to her. Zendaya gets being the cool girl, but she also plays fallible really, really well. You've seen the Spider-Man movies. You know this from her MJ. She's like a little bit awkward, but like still kind of flirty and still like confident and out there. But she's like a little bit uncomfortable, particularly when it comes to her crush. And it's so endearing and it makes her feel like a full person. And I'm hoping that she's able to bring that same sort of energy to Lola Bunny. I have no doubt she will. And I think that that is really good casting as well. I'm a little disappointed that Kath Saucy, the original voice actor for Lola, is not returning. But I hope that she's in the movie in some other respect. Putting Zendaya at the forefront allows for a a bigger sell. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like, overseas. But, like, this is a big character. And it seems like they're doing her justice by 
you know, giving her more to do because if you're bringing in someone like Zendaya, she's not going to have a, a like mm-hmm. three page, you know, role. Like it's going to be massive. It's going to be big. And it, there are some shots in the trailer where she's standing next to LeBron. And so I feel like, you know, she's going to be a co-lead of the, uh, of the team at least. So yeah, I can't wait for her role and uh, you skipped ahead on me, but oh, that's I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> I'm jumping <laughs> the Zendaya now and yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> cover her again later. And um, yeah, so the teaser dropped and then we had some new posters. Also, this came after the Entertainment Weekly dropped, uh, which was at the very beginning of April. And in that, director Malcolm D. Lee talked about how he wanted to do Lola Bunny justice because he watched the 1996 film and felt that she was a bit one note and this obviously like over-sexualized character and that wouldn't play in today's movie-going audience. And uh, obviously there's this weird uproar about her sexuality. So if we want to stick with Lola real quick, we can talk about that. Yeah, let's get into it. And how a little bit ridiculous that is. Um, We did a podcast on it a couple of podcasts ago and Raina Mora talked about how she liked the character from Space Jam and she would have been fine with that interpretation, but she likes that they're evolving it. And I would agree. Um, so let's see what they do with it. And I've obviously bringing in Zendaya elevates it even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's so strange that like, first of all, where to begin? It makes sense if you have a crush on Lola Bunny. I'm just going to say that off the jump. Like she was so cool. Bugs, who's like a hero and idolized for literally decades. Like my dad loved, loved Bugs Bunny. We spent a lot of my youth watching Bugs Bunny. It So like for him, he, they gave an appropriate crush. Like who can knock down Bugs Bunny? Like he's so cocky and arrogant and swift and smart. And Lola Bunny, national, so, so all of that makes sense. But I do think it's strange that like, A, I don't like the one girl rule. I hate it. I don't like, here's a bunch of guys and then there's one super cool chick. Yeah. Um, and so as, as I was saying before, like a fallible, like 100% three-dimensional full character is so much more interesting to watch. And Lola can be all the things that we loved her being and yet still deal with her own shit and have to go through a journey that makes you want to watch it. Um, she can be more than Bugs' girlfriend and still be, you know, Bugs' love interest, if that makes sense. So I I think that there's a lot of opportunity here. And especially we know, you know, I was a young girl who didn't get to see many, like, full characters growing up. So I, I really support this idea. I mean, again, they couldn't have done better than Zendaya to sort of bring the, that cool X factor and the chic hotness that is Lola Bunny. So I think it's going to be excellent. But we'll obviously have to wait and see. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like Malcolm D. Lee is the right person to to guide this ship home. Uh, obviously, I loved his work on Girls Trip and Night School, and I feel like he has really strong comedic sensibility as well. As well. And he has a, a good knack for cast. Like all of his movies have really great casts in mm. them, um, not discluding this. Mm-hmm. So for, so next we had some posters drop uh, right after this teaser with Wiley and Roadrunner. And the posters included Roadrunner, but not Wiley for some reason. But it also included Daffy in full Toon Squad gear. Speedy Gonzalez, which is really cool because he hadn't been 
in the forefront of a Looney Tunes property in a, I, th I don't think ever. <laughs> I don't think he's ever been at the forefront exactly. Um, he had his own award-winning shorts, which we talked about in the last podcast, but but obviously here he's on center stage and it's important for him to get a one sheet. So I, I, I love his one sheet and I love that we got to see him a little bit in the trailer. And we also had Taz. We had a LeBron Bugs co-sharing a poster, which is my favorite poster. Yeah. We had Tweety as well. I love seeing Tweety. They did a really good job of making these characters fully realized in the new style of both 2D and 3D. And that's what I really love seeing in this trailer is that we got both mm -hmm. and they both look phenomenal. The artistry behind them. These are epic posters. They are. They are really epic posters. Yeah. And I want all of them in my office. <laughs> What's really cool is if you look at all the series of photos, you can, they use the ball to kind of give you an idea of size. Right. Yes. So like in Tweety's, the ball is very much in the foreground. It's hovering above him. It's like a pretty decent size. It looks like it's going to fall and crush him. You're like, how is Tweety going to dunk this ball? Insane. Uh, <laughs> but then in uh, Taz's, it's like a pretty. It's still bigger than a basketball should be. Like it shows him palming it. But I'm like, I don't think that's physically possible. <laughs> and I just like I like looking at all of them one right after the other and getting this idea of size and really seeing the team come together the purple and orange is great there's a heavy shadow over all of them that sort of like falls over their uniform which yeah. is cool it just looks like a good photo shoot like which I think is sort of what I'm interested in is like first of all like where do the tunes hit in real life because that's a really big selling point if you've ever heard me rant about Jurassic Park, you know I don't like when things change size, okay? <laughs> I don't want to see a dinosaur underwater leave up and be smaller than it was in the water, and the scale doesn't make sense, okay? My eyes can tell. Um, but it seems like they've got scale locked in. Yes. And then on top of that, they've got this, like, hyper-glossy ad sales for a major team sort of look. Um, the jersey is sick. Yeah. Sickening. I have to have... <laughs> The top, but I want the top in like a t-shirt. I don't really do tanks. Sure. Um, so I look forward to seeing that. And with all the matching sweatsuits happening right now, listen, Warner Brothers, I don't know if you're already printing off sweatpants and hoodies with this logo design, but you should be. Oh, they better be. Uh, it's beautiful, right? I'm ready. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Yeah, I can't wait to own this in my wardrobe. <laughs> I want to dress like a Toon Squad uh, player for sure. And I'll be posting on the Instagram, uh, which you can follow at This Means Podcast over there, any and all merchandise that I come across and that is released by Warner Brothers for this movie because I am obsessed. <laughs> so after these posters dropped, everybody was really clamoring for some footage because we had only, at this point, we had only seen some mock-ups and some character designs uh, from an Xbox ad and uh, some, you know, out-of-movie marketing, but we haven't seen in-movie. We haven't seen anything from the actual film until Saturday. Yes. The trailer dropped like a ton of bricks and broke the internet. And this came out the same day as a Black Widow trailer. Now, given Black Widow had already had her 15 trailers before now, and so <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people weren't actually <laughs> um, that, you know, intrigued by seeing more footage, because I think a lot of people 
if they're going to see Black Widow, they've seen enough and they don't want to be spoiled anymore. That is a hundred percent true. I was scared yes. watching the trailer. I was like, uh, maybe Olga, <laughs> don't show too much. Uh, what else are you showing we, me? Yeah, right. And to be fair, they didn't they didn't really reveal that much. But still, yeah, it's definitely. I know for a fact it's a trailer. Some people avoided. Sure. Yeah. But Space Jam, we haven't seen anything, and no. so this was brand new to everybody, and I ate it up. And like. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a trailer breakdown, but like my reaction was just like Daffy's like beak on the floor, like what is yes. happening? All of these characters are coming into this. Oh my gosh, holy bananas! Like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember watching it, and I was just like, wow, wow, wow. Okay, they really went all out on the visual imagery. The storyline looks good. I love that LeBron's kids are involved. Like, it's just, it's so, so much of the things that I loved about the original movie coming in here. But then there's like a, I also like that they sort of upgraded it. Because Jordan, no, I I don't want to say upgraded. Like, when Jordan's out there playing basketball by himself, debating what to do, they, he, and you got to think, Jordan's like a pretty proud guy. And yet he let them like boo him at baseball. You know, and so for LeBron to bring in that same vulnerability, yeah. right, and that same willingness to to try and put himself out there, I think that can be humiliating for a guy who's already on top of the world. You know, he doesn't have any reason to be that vulnerable. Sure. And so I'm excited. And then also to have Don Cheadle. Yeah, Don Cheadle coming in. Being, I love Don Cheadle. He's so funny the point that really sold me though was when lebron lands onto the looney tunes world it's like the roadrunner desert yes and that cloud of comes up and it's a basketball net i was like okay i'm game <laughs> like that is the perfect blending uh the way he looks uh as an animated character which is correct me if i'm wrong something we never get with jordan's no like, we, we don't. never see an animated version of michael Jordan. yeah well, he, in, I was like, okay. in the film, he turns into a basketball, like he gets molded into a basketball, but he's not animated in that way. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's just compositing. Yes. So to see this, it was like, oh, it's new, it's fresh, it's funny, it's vulnerable. Yeah. It's all the things so far that I wanted from the movie. And in that scene you're talking about, he blows on his thumb to accentuate his legs, which had shrunken as he had fallen, yes, which is very yes. Looney Tunes. And also he knows the rules immediately, which is something yeah. that Michael Jordan took the entire film to learn. So <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. There's a key difference here. Uh, LeBron knows cartoons. So the trailer is a good representation of the film because we get to see a lot of aspects of what we're going to be seeing in theaters, which I'm so excited that the vaccine is rolling out and people are going to be going back to the theater to see this. Yes. And it comes right at the point of, I think people feeling comfortable again to get, to go out. So yep. there's a good indicator that this film is going to do very well, <laughs> which is good. So the synopsis of this movie which I absolutely adore, is almost the opposite of the first Space Jam, where instead of the Looney Tunes asking LeBron for help against some aliens that want him to, you know, want them for their amusement park, this is LeBron being sucked into a server which houses all of these Warner Brothers IP, and he asks the Looney Tunes to help him in a basketball game to save his son. 
And already I can feel an emotional weight that was not with the first film. So mm-hmm, already mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm interested. I want to go on this journey. Yeah, this is a movie that doesn't force kids to look at adults as like idols, right? Which I think is really important. A lot of our time, you know, stuff that's designed for us, I was like, oh, adults just won't let kids be kids. Or, or they, they were just always an authority figure as opposed to like, a partner in development, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I think, like, the best kinds of parents are the kinds of, like, let you be a person. Like, you mad? All right, you allowed to be mad. But, like, let's find a healthy ways to be angry. Um, Things like that. So, like, seeing his kids swarm out and him being like, dang, I gotta figure out how am I gonna be a good dad for him in this moment. Like, I feel my kid in some way. Again, that vulnerability is just really, it's alluring, right? Yeah. It's something I want to, to watch that, and I want to see what the resolution's gonna be. So, yeah, I, I oh man, I think what they've added is great. And I also don't feel the loss of all of your things that made the original special, which I think is really hard to do. It is. It is. I, I think that they achieved a really nice balance. So let's get into the trailer. We open with the James house and it's a mm-hmm. big mansion that has its own basketball court in the backyard. And LeBron and his son are not seeing eye to eye on Dom's future. Dom played by Cedric Joe in this. Dom is wanting to be more into coding or more into tech as we can see him playing with a game and not interested in basketball, which his dad is obviously interested in. And so we follow them into a Warner Brother meeting room, which in the background, you can see a statue of Marvin the Martian and Dot from the Animaniacs, which is basically LeBron is saying that you should go to this basketball camp because basketball is going to be a big part of your future because you're really good at it. You show a lot of potential. And Dom doesn't want any part of this. And he's like, you're not listening to me. And then Algie Rhythm, played by Don Cheadle, gets involved and sends them in a weird wonky elevator, a la Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) (laughs) They are lost in the Warner 3000 server room where a ball shows up and sucks in his son. Like it just, it transports him somewhere. We don't know where. But I, I, I'm guessing it's somewhere that he can be held captive. And LeBron makes a, a joke during this moment where he says, uh, Will Smith ain't got to deal with this. Uh, that's because Jaden and Willow are both into songwriting and they, they're musically inclined, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was really funny. And so Dom is kidnapped by this ball that looks like something out of Tron or the Matrix. And obviously there's a Matrix reference here where LeBron says, what in the Matrix hell? Uh, There's some more cursing for you, Joel. Yeah, you know, I love a swear word. (laughs) LeBron is then sent into a planetary void, but it's filled with movie worlds. Here we can see a Game of Thrones planet or movie TV worlds. Game of Thrones, uh, we can see Bedrock and Emerald City is where LeBron gets swirled around in a tornado which is perfect for emerald city because that's where wizard of oz is from yeah and takes place mm-hmm. after the tornado we see him meet up with don Cheadle, algae rhythm lovely and he addresses lebron as king james which i think is very important here because king james is lebron's social media tags on twitter and instagram yep 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 so it's very digital centered so don Cheadle appears as a digital projection he is paired with a little blue robot who he calls Pete. And I think that Pete, who we'll, we'll see later on in the trailer, is going to be the referee for the game. But I'll get to I'll get to that in a minute. Oh, yeah. So 
So we fly by another world, which is the Matrix world. It actually says the Matrix on it in the green coating. Mm -hmm. And then we are entered into the main Warner server hub, which is located behind the WB logo, the Shield logo that we all are familiar with. So already, this is massively different than the first movie. And we're seeing a bigger universe here that we're going to be dealing with, which is really fun and really exciting. And the idea to put other IP on these different planets is so unique, but also so visually satisfying. I really want to just categorize like, so Mad Max Fury Road, uh, we have some characters from that movie up here on courtside. Where are they from? Is there like a desert movie world or are they going to be paired with like best picture winners or like what's going on? <laughs> like I really want to know. <laughs> there was a YouTube comment under the video that said this looks like Ready Player One with a strict focus on basketball. And I was like, you know, I kind of see it and I don't hate it. I sort of love the idea of being able to jump to these different worlds. Warner Brothers is like really trying to get its own universe going. Like it sees what Disney is doing with its Star Wars properties and its Marvel properties. And it, it's not as cohesive. Their, their pre-existing worlds are not as cohesively designed, specifically as Marvel and Star Wars. Right. But even on a larger scale, like if you look at Disney's like animated stuff, like we've already seen that overlap pretty successfully in Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, so then we had Warner Brothers teamed up with a bunch of different properties on Ready Player One to make that work. So you saw a lot of characters in there. And they did it successfully with Batman. Right, the Lego Batman. Yeah, Lego movie. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, you're correct. The Lego movie and Lego Batman both saw a lot of overlap in characters that are particularly from the Warner Brothers franchise. Um, and so it sort of makes sense for them to bring it to this world, seeing as successfully as it worked out there. I'll be interested to see. We talked a little bit before the recording of the podcast about some of the choices that got picked up and put into here. Like, for example, Pennywise, which some people were like, hey, that's an R-rated movie. I think Pennywise is in the zeitgeist enough. There is a 90s movies they could watch, which on the one hand is less creepy, but then on the other hand at the end is much more creepy. It's very <laughs> strange. So there's, there's a, a whole lot bag that, of worms. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to go deeper because they also included the characters from Stanley Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange, which I don't want children to know that movie. That's a movie you should discover in college, not when you're 12, like I did. It's super oh, dark. No. There's a <laughs> lot, a lot of sexual assault in that movie. Yeah. It's a movie for adults. Adults watch that movie. So I think it's strange that they put a cartoon version in there, but I guess Easter eggs. My... I might be overreacting because I know what it is. Right. My guess is kids will see it and they'll be like, oh, did you see that thing over there? Like, there's so much happening in that shot. They may not even notice it. Um, well, since we're on so the different know. IPs, I'll also uh, talk about Game of Thrones because that's another property. I had a whole Game of Thrones world in there. Very R-rated for a, a young yeah, yeah. viewer. And whenever they see a giant glossy planet with Game of Thrones over it, with that title card sequence playing like hmm. it's it's evocative but like do mm -hmm. we want them going to watch that i don't know so yeah it's, it's, uh, it's just make sure your control settings are set tight parents yeah yeah you know just make sure that they are on that kids netflix 
don't let them go on the HBO Max <laughs> thing. There's a whole they have they have the uh, Cartoon Network tab and the Studio Ghibli tab. Those are the tabs and the on Looney HBO Go that your children don't forget about. The oh, Looney I forgot. Tab. There's a straight Looney Tunes tab. Okay, so those three tabs clear, good to go. Uh, but you know, just be monitoring stuff because I do think, yeah, I would not want my children to be watching Game of Thrones. It's uh, if someone gets their head crushed by two human hands, it's violent. I would say they're good to dive right into that Looney Tunes tab. <laughs> All right, going back to a trailer breakdown, we are at where Pete spins a dial, and it shows the Tune World, and he calls it the Rejects. And I was offended. I already do not like Don Cheadle in this movie no, because of that. <laughs> I like him in the movie. I just don't like his character. <laughs> like calling my favorite, you know, franchise, the rejects. Yeah. But then as we talked about, LeBron falls through the orange circular entrance, which plays the merry-go-round broke down to give audiences the appearance of we're going into the world of limitations. And again, as you said, he smacks down and in the cloud behind him is a basketball hoop, which is phenomenal detail work. I love the details. So LeBron is transformed into an animated version. Uh, the classic Looney Tunes locations appear around the world, including Planet X markers, the What's Opera Duck set, and the forest where Bugs is always chased by Elmer. Like the attention to detail here is really phenomenal. And I love that in this Looney Tunes world, the sets are a part of it. And so you can actually see where classic cartoons took place, which is really fun. If they don't have an orchestra pit, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> I really like, oh my gosh, there needs to be a big musical moment somewhere in here. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. Okay, so in the desert, LeBron meets Bugs Bunny where he says, what's up, Doc? And then we see the spaceship, which I believe is Marvin the Martian spaceship, flying through different planets. And the classic Squad City Space Jam's theme is remixed here, which is really fun. So more planets that we see are the film Noir Planet, with two Best Picture winners being highlighted in the Maltese yes. Falcon on top and Casablanca on the bottom. Or we could call this the Bogart Planet. I don't know. I don't. Is this just Humphrey Bogart movies? Like <laughs> either or we're all winning. I better uh, see I, a reference to Treasure of Sierra Madre in here. That is my favorite <laughs> Humphrey Bogart movie. I want it. Oh. I want it really badly. Listen, and you deserve it. And we also see a DC planet with Gotham on one side and Metropolis on the other. Uh, and there is a bat uh, symbol in uh. the sky, along with a blimp for Gotham, which has the it evokes that animated series style. And it's so cool. I love the planet idea. Again, to reiterate, I love the planets, movie planets, TV planets, property planets, whatever we call them. I love them. I want them to exist in it real works. life. I don't want to go live there. If this was a theme park, I would want a theme park to be laid out like this. Warner Brothers, make a theme park. It's called Six Flags. Just like revamp it to this. Jonathan, a million dollar idea. How did you drum up new 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 season pass buyers? This. This. <laughs> like here's DC World. Here's like classic 40s noir film set world. Are you kidding me? If I could go in there and like get my picture in front of a black and white like drop set and then I don't know, maybe do like a shootout 
And Warner Brothers is sort of a little more free than Disney in that it can sort of venture into the PG-13 territory without losing parents. Sure. Just because of its history and like, oh, it's iconic and we're less threatened by that. Um, Oh, man, Jonathan, you really got my wheel spinning. (laughs) Theme park designers, get on it. Uh, Can you imagine like an Iron Giant ride? Oh, my God. He's basically just a giant swing set, but his arms spin and you go real fast. I need it. Oh. I need Ready. it in my life. Ready. So LeBron and Bugs are then seen making a list. And LeBron is writing down names. He writes Superman, Gandalf, Gandalf King, Kong. King Kong, Iron Giant, hey. as you just mentioned. Iron Giant is getting a lot of love. And I love the fact that he's being more embraced now than when his movie came out, which I saw in theaters and I really enjoyed. I also saw but, it in theaters and then instantly became one of my favorite movies. We watched that. Uh, right? It's so good. There's something I think really profound about the Iron Giant that probably resonates so much more the further away from that time period you get. And it's because, unfortunately, as a country, we've seen a giant sweep of gun violence, not just mass yeah. shootings, but on more of a personal level. And so the idea that here's this giant machine who's so determined not to be a weapon, I think that's something we're going to continue to fall in love with over and over again. Because, uh, you know, irresponsible gun use is very scary. For sure. And that's also what has caused the comparison to be brought up of Ready Player One, because we then see later yeah. on a actual like living Iron Giant, which I wonder what planet he's from. <laughs> I'll have to get that in the movie. But Iron Giant showing up and running alongside all these other characters is very similar to what we saw in Ready Player One, where he does the same thing. Mm-hmm. So Bugs is like, I know what you need. And also, he's wearing Marvin the Martian's helmet. What happened? Which is so funny. It is. I feel like they commandeered his ship. They probably did. he's sitting did. in his chair, uh, cross-legged, comfortable, as Bugs likes to get in other people's spaces. <laughs> and then they're planning out the team roster on, like... Well, essentially, it's like a digital sort of whiteboard. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I I am thrilled at the idea of, like, one of the very first encounters being Martian. Uh, I almost said Martian Manhunter. So <laughs> be, be, one of their first encounters being uh, Marvin Martian and it being, like, a conflict and they steal his ship. Yeah. Although I have a feeling he's probably still tied up in the ship somewhere. Because you know how Bugs likes to play. Like he either they left him on a planet and took off and are now trying to hop worlds to collect new team members, or I think he's somewhere like uh pig hogtied, pig tied, <laughs> hogtied in the like bottom of the ship while they're out searching for these new players. Martian tied. Eventually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, I think we'll see him in a jersey. Yeah, I love that, and I I want to see all of these characters in jerseys. I. I I want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. I want to see all these characters in Jersey. But specifically Gossamer. Oh my God, yes. Respect on Gossamer's so name. Gossamer actually shows up in this roster that Bugs has pulled up, this yeah, digital roster. And and it's full of Looney Tunes. But like notably, the ones that were left out of the first movie are Gossamer. Granny didn't really play. She was on the sidelines. She was a cheerleader, yeah. Beatty Gonzalez and mm-hmm. Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. I mean, like, did they... Did they even play basketball? I think Wiley played like he. I think he dribbled once. <laughs> yeah, I think they in the early thing there was a couple of jokes with them, and then it was over. Yeah, but like they're actually going to be suiting up, and they they're going to be the in three D, which is really cool. Like this three D new 
design that I really like. Yeah. Um, and now we get the Ryan Coogler uh, title card, which I, hey. I, I feel like that was intentional. He wanted to put himself right where the Looney Tunes are, which I think is really yeah. cool because his entire family, I think, is working on this movie. There's Coogler's in the in the uh, writing and the producing. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. family Come on, Ryan. Yeah. Everybody hired. So then we have the shoot the ball gag where Daffy says, shoot the ball to Yosemite Sam and Yosemite Sam pulls out his guns. He has his guns back. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, he shoots the balls and then Daffy perfectly says, let's try that again, shall we? Which is very indicative <laughs> of his pronoun trouble dialogue from the Duck Season trilogy of shorts directed by Chuck Jones. So we have already Chuck Jones references. I'm all about it. Let's do it. And then we have uh, that. This is where things get nuts because just jump off the rails. I'm watching in real time right now. Like, play pause, play pause. Like in the background, I'm so sorry to just jump all over you, but in the background there's like an evil scientist thing, and I'm like, who is that? But then there's also the mystery machine. Oh my god! Uh, from Scooby Doo, which pops up right in front of the Iron Giant. I will That's get there. I will get there. So cool. You're talking about my favorite section. Okay, so LeBron and Bugs get a digital makeover, turning LeBron human and making Bugs 3D. And note, Bugs is wearing the OG Toon Squad jersey from the 96 movie. So do you think we're going to get an appearance from Michael Jordan? I think we are. And I think time travel is involved or something like, oh, my God, this come from. Yeah, we're going to get crazy. Welcome to the space jam welcome to the space jam is said by don Cheadle, and then we have cameos galore and then an avenger style shot of the tunes and lebron in jerseys the new jerseys that say tune squad a sign that says dom ball dom being lebron's son's name and they're playing for him so or maybe dom designed the game yes i hope so that would be cool and then we're introduced to the Goon Squad. They're digitally enhanced NBA and WNBA players, yes. including a bird man, a robo man, a snake woman, a spider woman, a water player, and a fire player. What do you think about the Goon Squad? Just visually. So freaking cool. First of all, including the WNBA, especially right now, is like so freaking important and exciting yeah. to me. Because when I was a kid, like Leslie Jones was it for me. I was like, she's so tall and pretty <laughs> and talented. And and now we're seeing like WNBA is being really frustrated because like, listen, a lot of people want to bring it down to like, oh, well, who makes more money and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, if you're not giving their sport a chance in, in mm. primetime spots in advertising in financial dollars and there's no way to begin to compete they're already starting so far behind so the WNBA is really out here looking for equity and while you can't get equity through like media truly it you can start to build a public idea of what equity might look like and that's really exciting and I also think it's just cool that like the tunes are going up against like women and we're gonna see like also then like on top of that the character design yeah. is just way cool um, I really like the Spider Woman. I'm not sure who the players are, um, but the Spider Woman's great. The and then of course the guy on fire is great because you know if you're gonna have superheroes, one of them has to be able to light themselves on fire. Right. Uh, it it looks 
really freaking sweet. The players behind them have not been revealed, uh, all of them yet. So I'm going to wait to to reveal that in a later podcast. But yeah, okay. I'll definitely go over that whenever that happens. More news to happen is going to be who's playing those, who's voicing any other characters. I think the voice actors for Bugs, Daffy, Yosemite, they haven't been revealed yet. So there's going to be a whole reveal coming out uh, as we get closer to the release in July. So look out for that. I'm excited. And I'll be posting about it again on my Instagram. So keep your eyes open. Uh, So now we go back to the uh, Daffy (laughs) Daffy and the team. um, And Daffy's beak just falls. Like his mouth just becomes (laughs) a gape and his tongue is hanging there. and, And then he drops the mic. And it is a drop the mic moment. Like these goon squad, like this, this looks very impenetrable as a team and very formidable as a, a player ranking. Like th- this is the best of the best and the, the Looney Tunes have to beat them. <laughs> Listen, with grandma, uh, she, the flipping, the, the, granny the gymnastics. Flipping. Yeah. Oh, I love it. No, for sure. Uh, granny really shows her stuff. Uh, but, but, but before we skip ahead to Granny, uh, Sonequa oh, Martin Green shows up, uh, who is playing. Yeah, she does. Who is playing LeBron's in-movie wife and mother to Dom? Yes. And she says, "You gotta win this game." And stakes. The stakes have never been higher <laughs> than this moment, and I love it. I love that there's such a a pool here. There's there's so much emotion going into this. We didn't yes, get that yes, in the yes. game of the other one, you know, like, sure, the Looney Tunes were going to be slaves to this, you know, alien, but like, this, this is emotional depth. Like, we care. We want Dom to be free. Of course. <laughs> to do no, what he wants we want to Dom do. to be free, but we want LeBron James to be the good dad we hope he is. That too, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's, there's so much making a hero have to prove himself is just the smartest thing you could do in this movie. And really it's what made us like, again, connect with Jordan in the first movie, this idea that this hero had been humbled, who was feeling a little distant from his kids, Mm -hmm. who was trying to get back to what he was passionate about. Right. Right. And so I think that hopefully we see that same journey. And I think instead of it being basketball in the end, which is what it was for Jordan, it's like, Oh, I love basketball and I love my family. I think in this one, we're going to see it's more, just about family yeah uh which i'm fine with I'm, yeah me too great yeah then we get this iconic hand shot it's the team shot with all the hands going in yes and gossamer gossamer's hand is there the big red one but all these flirt like <laughs> fluffy hands like it's so fun it's so much fun and bugs's glove is yeah. on top uh lola then throws the ball up to lebron for a layup and in the background we see the evil scientist castle which is what you were talking about from Water Water Every Hair, which is one of my favorite shorts. My stars, where did you ever get that awful hairdo? It doesn't become you at all. Yes, I'm gonna say, let me fix it up. How stringy and messy it is. What a shame. Such an interesting monster too. My stars, if an interesting monster can't have an interesting hairdo, then I don't know what things are coming to. And I'm so glad, again, <laughs> these locations are making appearances. 
Uh, to the right of that, we have the Rising Gorge from Bugs Bunny Rides Again, featuring that iconic dance between Yosemite and him, which has been gift to death. All right now, you wise guy, dance! We also see the Acme Corporation. We see a rocket on top of the building on the very left side of the screen. I want to go into the Acme building. Of course you <laughs> I do. I want of to go in do. there. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, this is so cool. Like, are we actually going to go inside these buildings, like these iconic set pieces, or are they just going to be background? I don't care. I'm just glad they're there. Right, right, right. right. But but it's if we so could cool. go inside, that would be But better. if we could go inside, <laughs> I would spend an hour in each. <laughs> <laughs> the next shot we see is the Warner Tower, which is where the Animaniacs come from, e. who are also in this trailer. And Pete, here's, here's where I feel that that Pete referee thing comes in because he's right next to LeBron on the court. Oh. So he's, he's scoping things out. How's everyone playing the game? You know, like, where's the ball? So yeah, I think I think Pete is going to be the ref. LeBron then does this really cool slam on the ground to get some boost and goes into the air and slams against an imaginary brick wall <laughs> where then Buck says, yikes. And then he lands back on the court and sees Tweety birds flying around his head, which then Tweety comments on and says classic, which is also a callback to the first film where Jordan arrives in Toon World and sees Tweety Birds flying around his head. So I love that. Then we get this iconic shot that I feel so many people looked over, which is this silhouette of Daffy, Bugs, and Tweety in a digital corridor. And to me, I think those three are the face of Looney Tunes. And I could be mm. open up for a debate but not at this moment. I think those three <laughs> of Looney Tunes. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Joelle. <laughs> uh, I would say, okay. So Bugs and Daffy, absolutely. And I know that there's a lot of love for Tweety out there. But I think for me, Porky Pig has to be, like if we're doing a top three in the same way that Warner, Warner Brothers loves a top three, right? You have Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. That's yeah. their top three for that. I really feel like it would be like Bugs, Daffy, and like Porky. Porky intros everything. He's like right in the front. He is narrating a lot the of outros. stuff. Yes, he sorry, outros. Yes. Right. outros everything. He outros everything. So it's the last thing you see when you finish a Looney Tunes cartoon is Porky. So I, I don't know. I, I love Tweety. It's no disrespect to Tweety, but I, I really feel like if you were going to do a top three, it would be Porky instead of Tweety. Well, here's, here's my thinking. Porky is usually paired with Daffy, mm -hmm. especially in the classic the Bob Clampett ones. And in the new, the Pete Brownguard series, he's paired with Daffy. And so Porky isn't the star of many of his own shorts. Mm -hmm. um, in, the new, in the new shorts, he does have a, a couple where he is alone, but he's usually paired with Daffy. Whereas Tweety is always the star of his shorts. And Tweety, it has introed his own shorts with a cute little Tweety bird in that orange circular intro. Yeah, okay, okay. And Porky has never been given that treatment. That's very fair. 
or at least he hasn't in a while <laughs> people are not uh as loving of porky as they are of tweety their tweety is adorable uh yes and i think along with the taz tattoo it's probably tweety is like up there with like oh for sure tattooed memorabilia dolls all of that yep so then we come back at, as we zoom out of the corridor we see the logo space jam a new legacy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then we hear granny say i'm going old school on his butt and then we have yeah. granny using some matrix style moves to score yes. her own way against a robot goon and then we have senior discount and 30 plus 30 points pop up and lebron says whoa so i love that points uh are wild in here yeah. we're not scoring two points this is plus 30 it's gonna be one of, it was one of my favorite aspects of the original which was like 100 points or they would just like stay and junk in a loop and get a whole bunch rack up a bunch of points uh i think the point system should be wild and crazy it's looney tunes looney, stick to reality i agree i agree and uh so another note i had it was the nike logo is on all of the new tune squad jerseys yep. so you gotta sell the nike logo you gotta sell that property i love that nike has secured the next generation through spider-man and uh through now looney tunes like miles morales issues sold out in like two seconds they were beautiful i still covet a pair <laughs> uh and i'm sure whatever merch they release for this film i will also want to buy and not be able to afford <laughs> right right it's gonna be crazy so the other thing that i noted was that dom is sitting on the bench next to the goon squad so could it be that he yeah. is also a player does he play against his Ooh. father because his father what? said he had yes. potential. Talk about those emotional states. Emotional Talk states could not be higher. <laughs> I love it. You know what else I love is at the very end when they are showing the date and the in theaters stuff, mm -hmm. you these sketches of a crown on one side of the July 16th date and a carrot on the other oh, side. Oh, I love those icons. Yes. Yeah. It's very, very Basquiat. And I wonder if that's intentional. If you know Jean-Michel Basquiat, he's a famous artist out of New York. Uh, some of his early stuff, a lot of it was this like three-pointed crown. That was quick spray paint. Um, he was popular in the 80s and 90s. Um, it, it feels heavily influenced by that. And I thought it was interesting that there's still, it's, I'm really excited about the black culture that is going to be dripped throughout this movie. Yeah. Um, Cause you're not going to be able to escape it with Ryan. Ryan Coogler is bringing every, making everything black. Um, and of course, uh, as LeBron James is very, the pro-black movement yes. that's happening now. So um, I just noted that. And I, I would love to talk to somebody on the films and be like, is this a Jean-Michael Basquiat like nod tribute? What's happening here? Well, now I really hope it is. Me too. It looks beautiful. Because that would be really <laughs> cool and add more depth. Totally. So obviously this trailer had more than one cameo. We <laughs> already mentioned the Iron Giant and a few others. <laughs> uh, but I want to run down all of them Let's and see it. what really like sets you up like okay, what okay. what sets your mind ablaze like what are you ready to see yeah oh you can see game of thrones world in the background here i like how close game of thrones world is to looney tunes world so close that you can see it <laughs> in the sky that concerns me those worlds shouldn't overlap <laughs> <laughs> you know anyone with a telescope could be watching another world yeah <laughs> <laughs> We've got Fred and his wife and his best buddy so, and the and her girl. 
<laughs> so we got the Flintstones coming in, yes. uh, where we see Fred, Barney, Wilma, and Bet and Betty, and Bam Bam, who is running alongside the car for some. Why reason. is the toddler not in the vehicle? Get a child care know. seat. Secure him into it. <laughs> this is dangerous. But I do like that Fred just swoops and picks him up as they're running. They're like, just keep it in motion. Go. And then we pan up to the Iron Giant and we see Mm -hmm. a dragon, which I believe could be Smaug from the Hobbit movies, or it could be a Game of Thrones dragon. I'm not sure. I I thought it was Daenerys' dragon, but I suppose it could be Smaug. We've got Boo Boo and uh yogi bear yogi bear yes you can see the jetsons way in the back teeny tiny uh who's the gorilla gorilla is that his name magilla gorilla magilla gorilla he's on the tightrope all of the hanna-barbera characters were really surprising but i'm glad they're in here yeah and that includes scooby-doo uh so we have the mystery Mm -hmm. van and we have all of the designs from the 2020 Scoob film, including the Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt are in the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also have Frankenstein Jr., who is the really large guy who we see the back of in the audience. Okay. And in the crowd. King Kong. King Kong. Is in here yes. taking down a plane. From the 1930s King Kong, not uh, the Godzilla versus Kong design, the, the classic mm-hmm. one. Very classic. Uh, we've got... Pennywise, we already mentioned. Yeah. Next to Don Cheadle, it looks like there's Morpheus or someone that looks like Morpheus, a agent, Mm -hmm. a baby doll from Sucker Punch Mm -hmm. for some reason. (laughs) Because why not? Uh, They've got the girl from Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, which is a classic Warner Brothers movie. It's a classic Hollywood movie. If you haven't seen it, it's really good. It holds up to today. Uh, Basically, there's a starlet sister, but as she grows up, her star sort of fades. Her older sister was supposed to be a star, but never quite made it. Now the younger sister, no, the older sister is paralyzed and needs the help of the younger sister to get around. And they just hate each other. So one of them made it and other one didn't. And the other one's so locked into like, oh, I used to be young and people loved me. And she still dresses like she's a 1930s star, but it's 1967. So it's way too late for that. Um, It is. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of drama. It's got one of the saddest, like distraught kind of endings ever it is so disturbing and if you watched um the joan versus betty yeah yeah um fx did a series on these two women and their feud so it was feud okay so ryan murphy does a series called feud it's super great if you haven't seen it he does betty and joan chronicles their feud great tv series my suggestion watch the tv series then watch whatever happened to baby jane and just be awed by the wildness of women who had to literally fight every tooth, like tooth and nail to stay in an industry that wanted to revoke them after 10 years. Um, And they both stayed in the industry until they were very old. Um, Amazing pool. Thank you for that insight. Yes. But they are also in the trailer (laughs) of the Looney Tunes movie, um, which is great. I saw it immediately. I was like, wow, how did they do this and why? It's great. I'm glad they did though. There's also Uh, some Nightwalker. Oh, Dino. There's Dino yes. from the Flintstones. There's also the I, rock quarry good. dinosaur where uh, Fred slides down his tail at the end of yeah. everything. And then we also have a Clockwork Orange characters, which we already touched upon. And it's very yep. interesting that they're here. <laughs> Flash disturbing. I really hope that we see Paddington at some point. 
Paddington the Bear uh, is a Warner yes. Brothers property now, and I need him yes. in this movie because that would be so fun. Harvey Birdman is in here. Oh my god! In the point where uh, uh, LeBron like kicks that thing and he's shot up into the air. It's about two minutes and fourteen seconds in. If you look at the right side of the frame, you see Harvey just flying over um, King Kong. King Kong. Okay. <laughs> King Kong. Harvey Birdman flying it's- over King Kong. This trailer is insane. It has everybody in it. Is Freakazoid in this trailer? We need to know. <laughs> right? Somebody slow it down. Give me all the stills. Oh, that's where they all are hiding out. It's in that very last shot. Okay, wait. Yeah, the shot it. with Granny doing the There's- splits. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I see Robin. Robin, yep. The oh the okay. so the Batman characters in this are the 1960s penguin next to the Danny DeVito penguin, the 1960s mm-hmm. Catwoman next to the Batman Returns Catwoman, <laughs> the uh the 1960s Robin, and in the Entertainment Weekly article it said that Batman is also courtside. We also oh. have a Jack Nicholson Joker courtside, which is perfect because Jack Nicholson loves basketball. And the yes. 1960s Joker is also has has been seen in the in the background. So there is a lot of digging to do. And Bugs Bunny actually asked us to do this digging on Easter instead of going out and having time with our family and eating a nice meal. He he wanted us to look for Easter eggs in this trailer, and I, I respect that. <laughs> I think I can see the mask. Yes, the mask is also in a green the green face. The mask. Wow, Jim wow, Carrey's wow, the mask wow, is wow, also wow. in here, and also is Jason. From Friday the 13th. Yep, yep. We've got some cowboys, but I can't tell what movie they're from. Oh, there's Velma. Oh, my gosh. Maybe We've Westworld. Got... Maybe we have Westworld characters in this. Oh, my God. Again, another show the children don't <laughs> <laughs> watching. Uh, yeah, there's the Ice King from Game of Thrones. We had some of the boys from um, Mad Max Fury Road. Yes, yes. And uh, also Mr. Freeze. Uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. Mr. Freeze is in there. But yes, Mad Max Fury Road has an appearance in the audience. They have representation at the game. <laughs> oh, there's Jack Nicholson's Joker. I see him. Nice. Okay, I'm not going to lie. This is fun as hell. If you haven't had an opportunity to just press that play pause and really look at the blurred images in the background and be like, I know that silhouette. Oh, man. Granny, you got to twirl slower. <laughs> <laughs> in a wide swatch of it it's so blurry i can't see anybody there's a firefighter maybe i love that uh, the, the blurriness of the background speeds up as she's doing her move because that's exactly yeah, yeah. what happened when neo did his kick around yeah in the matrix reloaded so i don't know if that's a reference but i, I like it so i also got stunning. some questions uh or yes. once and wishes on twitter that i want to go down okay let's do it so from cav arts do we know if Penelope Pussycat will be sporting a jersey and being on the team. And well, now it does not. Oh, sorry. She is not in the trailer, but I do believe yeah. because she's in other marketing material that she will make an appearance and maybe she's a backup player. That would be great. We'll I see. love Penelope. Uh, she's a diva. And again, always for more women on the team. Exactly. You were talking about that earlier, and uh, that speaks to that perfectly. So next we have by Weird O. I'd like the tunes who were sidelined in favor of Daffy in Back in Action get some time to shine and be more in on the action a la Speedy, Porky, etc. Tweety looks like he has some more screen time and 
Gossamer is great to be there as well. And I would agree. Yeah, I, I want to see all these characters get more limelight and uh, seeing Speedy in there. In both 2D and 3D, we see Speedy. And that is exciting because that character, again, is never really at the forefront. And he already got his own poster. Porky, on the other hand, has not gotten a poster, but he is seen in both animation styles. And he's very prominent in this trailer. So I think we're going to get a lot of Porky as well. We better. You know that's my bro. I love Porky. Yeah. So another one we have is from Space Jam Countdown. Plot-wise, I'm curious if they are going to reference the original movie, like if the tunes will remember or tell James about MJ, or if they will gloss over it as if it didn't canonically happen, or no, it, what? It must happen. It must. I think, <laughs> I'm going to be shocked if, LeBron, if Jordan doesn't make an appearance. You know what I mean? Even if it's just a walk-by head nod or something. Right. You know, or maybe even a shot of like him outside of his house and they're like sneaking by to grab maybe the original ball they play with. Something like that. Sure. Um, Before this trailer dropped, I was iffy. But after seeing that they're including all of these other characters, I think there's more than enough room to add a cameo by Michael Jordan in this. So I would love to see it. Oh, yeah. There's also a need and a want for Bill Murray to make an appearance. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Bill Murray makes a great surprise guest appearance. You don't have to convince anyone. We saw what he did in Zombieland. It was the peak of perfection. Oh, yes. I, too, would like to see him just pop up just because in this movie. Now, something to note, he is still a friend of the producer because Ivan Reitman is still attached to this oh. movie as an executive producer. And I feel like you only yes. put him on if you want to get Bill Murray back. So we'll see what okay. happens with that. At Smosilla, I'm looking forward to seeing what they did with Lola's character. Heard she's appearing with the Amazons, Themyscira. So uh -huh, that will uh -huh, be interesting. Uh -huh. And also her dynamic with bugs. And I agree. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but I want to see more out of the characterization of Lola. And I'm interested to see what Malcolm D. Lee has in store for that character. Obviously, we know she's going to have a bigger presence because they got Zendaya. And that is no small actor. Like, that's a name. Yeah, so yeah let's absolutely. See, let's see how, how they treat her. At Scott Devon 3, I'd like to see Lola react to LeBron's son in a motherly way and potentially want to have a kid with bugs after this. Do we want to see that? Okay. 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 I had to think about it at first. I was like, I don't know if I'm anywhere near interested in the sexual relationships of uh, two bunnies. But I will say that seeing Bugs as a dad might be an interesting evolution for the character. Sure. And doing it here in this very family-centered movie makes a lot of sense. And Warner Brothers has proven they're not afraid to, like, try new things with these characters. So seeing Bugs and Lola settled and what that would look like, you know, is he teaching his son how to play pranks on, you know, uh, Elmer Fudd? Is he, and like, effing with Daffy and what I presume he would also get a family because Daffy kind of just does whatever Bugs does. I think there's a <laughs> lot of potential for the growth of the franchise if that were to occur. Um, so, Yeah. Yeah, and Lola would be a cool mom, you know. She's not oh, totally. like your regular mom. So that would be, that. I think that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that Bugs would be great with kids, as we saw in Tiny Toons, where he taught Buster mm -hmm. and Babs 
how to pull pranks on other characters and uh, the, the, comedic, the comedic stylings of Looney Tunes. We have another one here at Alasius asks, uh, will the number 23 be retired? Uh, that is the number that uh, Michael Jordan wore in the first Space Jam and mm. LeBron will be wearing number six. So will there be a reference to 23? Um, maybe. <laughs> Could Listen, be. See, I really think one of the cool scenes from the original was the the character sneaking into Jordan's house and being in the trophy room. Yeah. Essentially, and I wouldn't mind a repeat of that with them again. Like maybe he's just smoking his cigar and reading the paper. Or, or laughing at his iPad and the ridiculous things people used to do to him. Uh, and then, you know, the characters just sneak in. I really would like them to play with the original game ball. We saw the ball. It looks very different. It's all silver. But listen, we know that there can be magical properties happening in here. Special balls. There were, like That ball was so essential to the original game is how they shared their powers and their growth. Like, I, 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 if we don't get a Jordan reference, a retired jersey number, and a ball, then... What was even the point of coming here? I <laughs> I, would, I would agree. And then the last question was uh, from the same person. Uh, will there be a ref? Who will be the ref? Um, I really oh, You've already answered that question. I, ho- I really hope it's Pete and not Marvin the Martian again, because I want to see Marvin the Martian suit up and play. Yeah. One of the things that has been rumored is that Daffy Duck will be the coach. And that was sort of confirmed by a Pop Funko leak. I will not be posting about that, but I can talk about the rumor and say that in the trailer, he is wearing a suit and not a jersey. However, he is wearing a suit, he is wearing a jersey in the poster. So what I would imagine happens is that he has to suit up after coaching the team in the first half and being a part of the team in the second half. And that is what I think will happen with Daffy because he's Daffy. He will do whatever he wants to do. (laughs) And he's not going to be managerial for very long. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It also seemed like Lola was on the side. And what I like to think was happening is that Lola and Daffy were going to pick teams to do like, um, what do they call that? Like a practice match, you know, where like all the players on the same team go against each other. A skirmish. Um, Yes, because they understand each other's talents. And they know how to defeat and push, you know, each other. I like, and, and think if you think about it, like a Lola versus Daffy team would be hilarious. Who gets bugs? They're definitely going to fight over him. Yeah. Um, and if they're not fighting over him, they're pretending that they don't want him on their team, which will also be funny. So there's a lot of potential for uh, great conflict between Lola and Daffy. And I love the idea of bugs just being like, I just want to play and hang out, guys. LeBron James <laughs> is here. It's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, so overall, I think we really like this trailer. I think that there's a lot to be dissected in this trailer. There are so many characters and cameos that it's hard to keep track of. And even more, if you go frame by frame by frame, you can see Mm -hmm. like little nuances of other characters in the background. And it's going to be wild. I don't even know what is going on at, at some points and and also what's that list for whenever they're just talking about superman i think they're recruiting play that those are the players they want to recruit and then they for whatever reason cannot mm. get those guys if you think about it and you're like okay i have the warner brothers universe who can i get to play on my team gandalf superman and iron man or iron giant are like those are great gets would you those want gandalf gets. though gandalf is an old man but he's also a wizard. So is yeah, Dumbledore. A wizard. 
listen, Gandalf jumped off a mountain and essentially wrestled a dragon and came back stronger than ever. So I want <laughs> Gandalf on my team. Of course, of course I want Gandalf on my team. That's not even a question. I love the little dial that Pete pulls because you can see other other planets. Uh, not yeah. only just planets in our solar system, like Mars and Saturn and Mercury, but you also see like Hogwarts and Bedrock and like these other staples of IP. And Hogwarts was there. So like, are we going to get like Harry Potter somewhere? Like it's, it's just, it opens up the world to a massive amount. And I wonder how they're going to to just fill it out like who we're gonna see like it's so exciting but the main interest for me as a looney tunes fan is getting to see looney tunes pair up with lebron and as long as that's the forefront which it looks like it is like that's the central idea and plot i'm so into this like this is so cool like warner brothers ip is right up my alley you put ace ventura in the background like i'm there <laughs> uh, but like listen the mask <laughs> it would have been great exactly like I, I i cannot wait for this movie i cannot wait to see more i don't even know if i want to see more but I, i'll cover more um there's there's just so much to love here seeing the characters in the 2d world and knowing that they have been done a really good service of mm -hmm. their styling and I, I i really hope that they release plush versions of these characters but also like <laughs> like i i want to live in this world like just give me this theme park <laughs> i really want a theme park. i love how geeked and ready you are based on this. this i know i know i'm no i love it died in the wool <laughs> <laughs> you put out a warner brothers property with looney tunes in it i'm there so listen it looks really good i don't think anyone's going to walk away disappointed it's clear there's a lot of love ryan coogler is like a young man starting a family LeBron James is young with his family. Like there's, it's, I think like it's all the right energy coming in at the right time. We need a feel good movie. Oh my God. Do we ever, Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be golden and I can't wait to watch it. Absolutely. I wanted to thank all of the Twitter followers for asking those questions and uh, adding to the conversation. And if you want to keep up with the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at This Means Pod or Instagram and Facebook at This Means Podcast. Joelle, where can the people find you on social media? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me back so we can break down this trailer. It's really lifted my day. Uh, I'm Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique. That's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. Uh, as Jonathan said at the top of the pod, I'm the producer of Fake Doctors Real Friends. You can check me out over there. It's a recap podcast of Scrubs with Zach Braff and Donald Faison. It's a wonderful listen. Uh, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. And as always, that's not all, folks. I had this picture from Comic-Con one year where they had a banner for Bugs Bunny and a banner for Batman right next to each other. And I took a picture of it and I was like, if these two ever share a screen together, I would die happy. And like this project has the potential for that to happen because Batman is going to be there and, and Bugs is going to be there and like everyone else is going to be there. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Like. <laughs>